Hey everyone, I'm Frank. And this is Carlos. We are back at Shot Callers. Gaston is over in China right now, and he happily works for Fnatic. But we're bringing back the show because we had a kind of cool idea to do for Worlds 2017. Um, because Worlds is this epic journey of basically a month and a half, some of which features some good games, some of which features some not-so-good games, we're actually going to go ahead and look at basically every single game. It was more my curiosity of, like, how good actually are these teams? Um, is this format worth it? Are the games interesting? How, you know, and just kind of see what's happening. Uh, so I thought I'd bring someone who actually knows what they're talking about most of the time, Carlos, who's, you know, most of the time still a Masters player unless he slams <laughs> like me down in low diamond. But thank you for joining once again, Carlos. Awesome. Thanks for having me. This will be really fun. I think this is a really good idea. All right, so the first game that we're going to talk about, and it's kind of a shame because it was basically the only interesting game that happened last night, was Team WE versus Lion Gaming. And it was a little bit surprising how much Lion was ahead, especially, like, Seiya destroyed ZA mid lane, and people were talking about ZA like he was one of the elite mid laners in this tournament. And ZA was, what, like 20 CS up on him pretty early? Yeah, he rocked him pretty hard. As a matter of fact, I'm, uh, I'm sure this is a point you're going to get to. Um, both White Lotus and Sia looked spectacular in both games. Um, but we'll get to the other one in a minute. Yeah. Um, the, the interesting thing is that um, WE came in pretty hyped. A lot of people, I don't think any of us, uh, you know, uh, who are I, thought that uh, WE were that great, but like some people thought that they were the best team in China so that they would be even, that would make them probably about the fourth best team in this tournament, which is just insane because we watched them and they were just, they were getting controlled pretty easily. Yeah. It was just, uh, you know, an unfortunate matter of getting outscaled, to be honest. Yeah, for those who don't pay that much attention to content or coverage, ESPN did rank them fourth in the tournament, best in China, and then I actually heard Atlas repeat this on broadcast in um, one of the latter casts with him and Frosker and said that even though they were in the plan, they were the best team in China, which I have to say if that's true, then China's in trouble, but we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later, but... Um, I'd say, like, you know, me and you don't really focus that much on the draft, but I'd say, like, the draft was pretty even for both of them. And, like, looking at it, if Odie had made use of his Lee Sin, Lion probably would have won this game, but he basically did nothing early game. And then mid and late game, he just got way outscaled and never really got a good kick on Zaya when Zaya didn't, or, or uh, Mystic on Zaya when he didn't have their flash. Yeah, it was interesting because personally, um, I was surprised that they had uh, uh, that Leon had such a conventional draft outside of the Lee Sin because traditionally, I think um, the, the you know undercar under under uh, dog teams they should they should be more YOLO more more YOLO style and just go for it. But these guys, this Lion Gaming, you know, they're an IWC team and they look pretty good and actually. Uh, mechanically speaking, they were far superior to WE. It was just like, you know, we were watching the game and, you know, you and I were like, we already knew what was going to happen. It was like, all right, you know, Lion, they're going to fuck up doing something because they've never really been in a situation like this before. Yeah. And that'll be how WE won. And that's really what ended up happening. Yeah. Like, um, it didn't have much to do with draft or anything like that. Yeah, we noticed that the in the draft, like, WE didn't 
actually have a way to get to Kog'Maw, and assuming that Lion's frontline held, then Kog'Maw would just shred everyone, and for like most of the game, that's what happened, but um, as we've talked off-camera quite a few times, um, one thing a lot of people missed is that it was like 26 minutes when Lion was posturing around Baron. White Lotus just randomly decided to run south on the river towards WE, and got way out of position, and then because of that, Genthix and Drawl had to go with them, and they're the ones that actually ended up dying. And we very easily could have taken Baron there, but they decided not to, but after that, Lion never really had any way back into the game, and they kind of just missed their windows. Um, a lot of the times, we yeah. were just kind of shoving down their throats, and they just never engaged. They just kind of passively took it, and they never found another spot to actually engage after that. Yeah, I mean, I think those are the last points we want to talk about for this game um, is, you know, uh, Lion had some really good opportunities to engage, specifically when um, when WE was sieging the bot inhibitor tower. Yeah, that was the biggest um, one. I, yeah, because the Infernal had uh, worn out, the Baron had died, so it would have been a straight 5v5. I think that was really when they should have uh, engaged. But, you, you know, they just it looked like they didn't know what to do. Um, but the last thing I'll say about this game is uh, 957 played terribly. Mystic, he did not, like, they, was, they were hyping Mystic pretty hard. And he did not look really good until the last team fight. And even then, that fight was, like, super discombobulated. And yeah. I have a feeling that it was more luck. Yeah, I would say I kind of agree with you. Like, Mystic wasn't really playing that well in the team fights. Like, his, his, like his comp wasn't that great either, but he basically didn't choose to make any plays until he had already way outscaled everyone online. They were up by, like, almost 10k by that point. So, um, like, taking, like, the takeaway from this game is we has a lot of work to do. Like, they ended up winning this game, but against anyone better than Lion, they would have lost like if they if if cloud nine uh, i don't know if cloud nine's better than lion but i don't know if a team better than lion was in their shoes i think we probably would have lost that game i think for me the takeaway is that these fucking playing teams are all terrible <laughs> this is like this is a waste of two weeks if we is the best that these teams have to offer like that there's this like this playing part portion yeah then it's gonna be pretty brutal two weeks and the rest of the day kind of played out that way to be honest yeah so that brings us to the next game which like cloud nine versus one i know we don't really have a lot to say about this game um we we all like knew you and i knew and the people we talked to like of course nidalee is gonna come out so this was the first time nidalee came out um, they didn't really do a lot with it, and it didn't matter because Jensen just full-on bodied Brucer with that LeBlanc-Lucian matchup. He was up 50 CS at 9 minutes or something ridiculous, and it just... Yeah, you know, 10 minutes. It just wasn't close after that. Jensen just controlled the whole game, and that was pretty much that. Yeah, I think the one thing I'd say... I, I mean, I, all the points you said are right. Um, I would be very wary about Cloud9. I actually thought they did not look very good in this game. I thought they looked pretty terrible. Yeah, I thought they looked pretty bad um, in this game. I think they looked a little better in their second game, but still that doesn't say much because they're yeah. playing against Direwolves. So. Yeah, so, I mean, to be honest, there isn't a ton to say like this This uh, one team, you know, they just, they look bad like they lost one, every lane one looked like they didn't belong in the tournament because like 
Yeah. Cloud Nine destroyed one this badly, and Cloud Nine destroyed Direwolves Wolves later, and then Direwolves beat one. I think it was nineteen to two, was the final score in like twenty five minutes. It was just not close. We'll get to that game later, but really not a lot to this game. Yeah. They just kind of outplayed them across the map, and like Jensen got a huge lead, and they couldn't do anything after that. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that uh, Brazil as a region is probably really disappointed right now because they usually put out a, uh, I won't say good, but competitive product at yeah. Worlds, you know, yeah. since what, season, since season four? four? Really, yeah. Had a competitive, you know, at least one of the teams have been competitive. And this is like, this is one of the worst teams I've ever seen. Yeah, um, this is, I think this is the, you know, the worst yeah. a Brazil team has shown on the international stage, like by a significant yeah. margin. Yeah, so that's about all I have to say, really. All right, so the next one was Gambit versus Lion. Um, and, like, Champion Select here ended up being, like, just kind of a clusterfuck. It was so weird. We ended up with, like, Surprise Rise mid, and then, like, and Camille, and then, like, Jax. And it was it was like, okay, well, now we have Maokai Jungle all of a sudden and Jace mid. Definitely was not expecting that. And then Gambit kind of just got bodied. Yeah, um, so for me, this was a pretty interesting game for a lot of reasons. First of all, I mean, the result was uh, surprising, I think because it was so one-sided. But it was really interesting because I think a lot of people were expecting a lot out of Gambit. Yeah. Um, I think people were anticipating them to be the second team and maybe, like, even be somewhat... Maybe not, definitely not take the first uh, mm -hmm. seed, but to be pretty competitive and... They just looked really outmatched. And in particular, I've always been really down on Kira. I don't think he's very good. I think he's like extremely overhyped. And he played a champion that's just really not very strong right now. 40% against a, uh, right now. And, you know, it takes a while to scale. And he was playing against a champion that's pretty strong early. So, you know, he got fucked pretty hard. Edward also, uh, Edward and Diamond both made really questionable decisions, like, all game long. They were constantly getting picked, they were trying to do engages, and just having them go badly. Like, there was that really, really bad Gragas ult in the mid lane that just, like, saved <laughs> Seiya, and, like, they tried to do this weird rise ult initiation onto mid lane, and then I had to run away and, like, flash over the wall, because they got... Yeah, it was just, like... A comedy of errors all over the place with every play they try to do it just like went embarrassingly bad again i think a lot of people were expecting something out of gambit maybe that's more nostalgia than so, um yeah. than, than uh than reality and you know i think they they fell down to earth really hard the one interesting thing that i noticed about this game that has me uh you know, as excited as one can be for these terrible teams in this uh, these play-ins, is that uh, Jeral, the top the top laner for Leon. Yeah. Game one, he played Maokai, and his Maokai was exceptional. It was like just fantastic. Yeah, he was great. Um, and and game two, he body he fucking destroyed uh. Oh Steos. yeah, he, he won, um, he won him top at like seven yeah. minutes into the game, and then he was split pushing, and they literally could not answer him at all. They, they couldn't do anything. And and the thing that I want to point out is that those are two very different kinds of champions. Maokai, super tank, um, you know, team fight, hard engage, etc., all that. And Jax is a hard carry, split push, sort of maybe a solo style. Mm -hmm. And um, 
talented. Again, the competition wasn't great. But if he's the best of this competition, then I would expect a lot from him. Now that we've talked about what? both of Lions' games a little bit, I other than we, they, they looked like the best team of this group, like of the teams we saw. Like I think they even played better than Cloud Nine. Like Jeral, yes. Jeral, and White Lotus played really, really well in both games. Yes. Um, and Sia, I think it's spectacular. Say we didn't mention it that much before, but Seiya Syndra was really, really on point against Team Wee. He was getting these really good three-man stuns and setting up White Lotus really, really well on Syndra, and then he played Jace really well too. And again, like you said, those are two very, very different champions. And similarly, yeah. um, even Genthix on um, what was he played? Did he probably Braum both matches? I think. He played Braum, so I'd be a little concerned about that. Yeah. But um, but he played it really I think well in both like, games, right? Really, really well. Game one, he did as much damage as the Lee Sin. Um, yeah. He played outstanding, um, Braum. I, I, if I were teams, and you know, I, I suppose we're looking forward a little bit, so I, maybe I won't go too much into it. Yeah. But um, uh, you know, I think that that's that that might be a band that I focus on. Um, for for Leon, uh, again. For me, Leon looks like the best team so far. Um, it played two pretty different um, styles, two different um, game styles. And if it weren't for, if I were being honest, my guess is it was more the moment got to them, game one than game two. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that they, like you said, I think they're the best team that we've seen so far. Even over um, I don't yeah, I don't think I don't think World Elite's better. I just think that like like I said, the moment got to them. I do agree. And you could just feel they had outplayed them for half an hour and then it it like you said, I better. think they did just yeah. I think that they just didn't really under they kinda of froze and were like, Well what do we do? And yeah. they're like, Here's what you do. You have your Maokai yeah. press R and then you run at them and you kill them all. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. Go righteous glory, press R, don't focus the Cho'Gath, for God's yeah. sakes. Um and do your thing and uh, you know, one thing I want to point out, uh, the first game, World Elite versus Leon, was a really good example of this. I generally believe that there's an overemphasis on objectives. Um, and, and so that's not to say that they don't matter. But, like, if you watch game one, and I don't want to be too critical of the analysts or the, the casters, but if you watched it, you would have thought that World Elite were completely dominating the whole game because they were getting objectives or whatever. But they were losing every fucking fight. Yeah, like they, they were just getting outplayed, like, and they had a Kogma that was getting enormous. Yeah. yeah so I, I think you know, I don't think I think that that's overemphasized for them. I think that they they were playing their game, and that's really the the thing that you want to emphasize for these world of uh, these uh, you know IWC teams. Play your game. I think like all of game. all of these teams, the the teams that get out are going to be the ones that execute their game plan as as well as they yeah. can. Because at this level, like they they none of these teams are really good enough to counter what the other ones are doing all that well. To be honest, like they're all yeah. at least from what we've seen so far, they're all pretty linear. Like World Elite wants to play for the late game. Cloud Nine likes wants to usually they want to play around Jensen and just kind of brawl. Lion was the most dynamic team that we saw too far, where they were able to, you know, do a one-three-one like poke split push comp, and then also do an amazing like protect the Kogma team fight comp. And um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they actually did look the best of the team so far. Um, let's go to the the next game. Um, there's not really a whole lot to talk about in the other games left, but we might as well mention them. Uh -huh. Direwolves versus Cloud Nine. Um, 
in this like the honestly the key to the early game was contracts just he every lane he went to he got a kill like jensen plus like galio plus nidalee is like the easiest kill ever mid lane they got a kill there then he went top lane he got a kill there um and it looked like direwolves didn't really know what to do the whole time uh agreed i think um so you know this would be our second cloud nine game we're going to see Nidalee more because she got buffed, but also these these laners, they're really... We're going to see them if they're easy setups for her, right? So we're going to see her, obviously, with Maokai top. Uh, a, a J4 is a really good assist partner for Nidalee, better than I realize, and obviously Galio. Yeah. So I think that the key is exactly like you said, um, the Nidalee got kills, but... Um, I do want to emphasize that he got a lot of kills and he got all the glory, mm -hmm. but they were really easy. It was they were well, really yeah, they were easy basically alley-oops because J four he would just yeah. EQ knock up Nidalee spear lands Nidalee jumps in and like yeah. flash flash kill. Same thing in mid lane. Jensen would like jump in taunt spear hits jump in yeah kill them. That's how it went basically every single kill and actually like i don't think that they would have wanted contracts to get all of those kills i think you probably want a few of those to go over just because um it's a pretty fragile comp if your frontliners aren't getting tanky because you have like janna and nidalee as your yeah. like supportive roles so you need galio and jarvin to get huge uh, absolutely i think the last thing i'll say about c9 from what we've seen so far is i don't think they look very good and quite frankly, Smoothly has played terribly. I don't think he's a very good support at all. He's been getting a lot of praise, a lot of excitement. He got fucking killed as a Janna. That should never happen in pro play. He got killed in lane in a 2v2 as Janna. Yeah. I like, that's saw fucking that, yeah. terrible. It's not great. So I think that that's going to be their downfall. Smoothly is just fucking terrible. It's going to bite them in the ass in the worst moment. He's not a playmaker. He's not a good player. Um, he just goes mid and tries to help. So when so, you say not a good player, I'm just going to clarify for you. You mean like as far as international play, he's not good, or he's below replacement on even like an NA, NA LCS level? No, I don't even think he's good in NA. Oh, wow, I don't think okay. he's good for an NA support. Um, I think there are far superior supports. Gotcha. Okay. In, in NA. Yeah, we'll see. What what did he, he play? Janna, and then who did he play? What did he play in the other game? He played Rakan game one. It was not good. It was uh, pretty bad. Um, you know, the Recon nerfs, they were pretty evident yesterday. I think everyone kind of knows, or, you know, if you've been playing your solo queue games or whatever, you've probably noticed it and you can feel it if you've played Recon, but it was extremely evident yesterday. It's just nerfed. too easy to dodge Ws. Yeah, it's too easy to, easy to dodge yeah, Ws I haven't now. Actually, so. You know me, I, I was playing a ton of Recon. I actually haven't played him since the yeah. nerfs. Um, they did yeah, well, we played a game, and you saw, you remember that one game where I Wed in, and like the fucking, the Velkos had like two seconds to flash away, and we were like, oh, yeah. Well, how did I not get him? Like, yeah, it might be that Rakan, yeah. you only want to pick him with Saya now at this point. Like, he's actually I, been nerfed enough. He's still fine. It's just not going to be, it's not like super OP. It's not, not like going to be able to do what Afro was doing that like first time we saw where he was like initiating from like two screens away or whatever and killing people. Those days are probably. Yeah, maybe that. I think, I think more what I'm trying to say is like everyone, everyone was like, oh, Smoothie's his playmaker, blah, blah, blah. And he's really just, he was just using an exploit, which a lot of supports were, which was that the W was unavoidable like, with R. 
And so you're really going to see, I think Rakan's still going to get played a lot. And you'll see the difference in skill with that champ now. So, like, the good supports will still be really good with Rakan. And the shitty supports are going to look like how um, how uh, Smoothie looks. That's what I'm trying to say. I gotcha. Right. But he's still, vi- he's still fine. He's still viable. So, Team Gambit versus uh, Team WE. This, was... this one was fun. Gambit actually did some things in the early game, like... I like the invade that Gambit did, and then, the, like, they did the super cheese level 2 gank, and then, like, another really cheese bot lane gank. I, re- I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but then that's really all there is to say about... I, I think the only other thing I'd say is that if I were World Elite, I'd be pretty worried. Even when they were up 15k at the end, they then lost a 3 for 0 in top lane. Like, that's not a good... Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly that's my point. I mean, we're we're, all, we're watching these games. I know it's only a sample size of two, but these game these guys are only going to get four games. So we've seen, we've half, seen half of their games, like, what they're yeah. going to show. And it sucks. Yeah. And 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 they got ahead eventually with WE. Um, but like you said, there were like these little weird things that would happen here and there. Um, and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is just not. Like... If Gambit had taken advantage of the fact that they got like those early lead in mid and bot lane, like a better team could have run away with that one. But then they just like forced these super aggressive plays in the mid game and kept like Diamond kept diving with no vision, and getting punished for it. Like any good team is never gonna do that. And like you even saw when when Team Wii later in the game was like making these aggressive plays on Gambit, they would back off because they didn't have vision, even if they probably could have killed them easier. So it's like they weren't even playing on the same level. Like it looked like a major league team versus a triple A team. Yeah, I think the only thing I'll say about that comment is Gambit, they were doing basically what I've been saying. They're playing their style. And so, like, if you're going to go out, go out being who you are. Don't play the fucking meta or like what everyone else is playing. So I, I at least appreciate that. Yeah. It's just a lack of skill. It's yeah. just like it's just not good enough. Yeah, like I what thing one thing I, just... I did like is that the in the early game they were kind of like their advantage clearly is like their intelligence and in making creative plays, but a lot of times you saw Diamond doesn't have the mechanics to pull off things anymore. It doesn't seem like Edward has the mechanics to pull off what he's trying to anymore, and then like in general the team just doesn't value vision as much as they need to to pull off the stuff that they want to get away with. I think that's right. Yeah, and then the last game, is this like barely even deserves mentioning? Um, Fiora showed up, he got bodied by Chippies on Rumble, and I, I wanted to say like, I, I watched a lot of Tracking the Pros because I was like kind of thinking of us doing this series, and every single time I saw Chippies play, he was almost always on Rumble, and he was just destroying on KR Solo queue with it. Um, his Rumble seemed um... to be very good, and it was pretty good in this game too. Yeah, it was interesting. I've been watching Tracking the Pros too, and I noticed that Dire Wolves, they, they, their players are pretty high. I don't know if they've been there for a while or if they just play on KR servers, OCE servers, but like they're fairly high ranked on there. Overall, like one didn't really ever have a chance in this game, and it wasn't like any one thing that just kind of snowballed. They just kind of outplayed them all across the map. There was like one really good, like four or five man. Um, gank bottom lane at about 14 minutes that got them the first turret but apart from that they were just like doing these awesome initiations with dark binding and or ash ult that was just getting them kills all the time like the support what's his name yeah. um, destiny like it's like he couldn't miss bindings he was hitting 
so he had this awesome blind binding top on Zaya, and I was like, okay, this guy is like in the zone. It just feels like he can't miss, and like I don't know if this is like if this is indicative of one's normal level of play, but they looked like the absolute worst team at the tournament after this. Like it was just not a good look. Uh, I think that's right, and I think just to not to pile on too much, but I'm gonna pile on. That mid laner is might be the worst player I've ever seen at Worlds. Yeah, that that guy, he he looks like he he shouldn't be in this. It was not good. Um, like, I I don't oh, really have I yeah. can't really compliment anything they did because in both their games it it just never really seemed like they had a plan. They didn't execute. Like uh, there was one time I saw Fiora like chasing Rumble to like try to get her the the procs on her ultimate and she ends up like going under the tier two tower and almost dying for no reason just because she was trying to kill the rumble and like it's like what are you really trying to do there like you're just chasing and you're just gonna die like i don't i don't know but um i will say that at least in this game direwolves they like they picked like a pretty strong team fighting comp with like jarvan rumble and then they also had a really really good picks with the ash and the morgana and they did both pretty well so as as you like said earlier it was just kind of them doing their game plan and they executed it pretty well oh uh, yeah i mean dire wolves they look okay they're prob i mean well never mind probably they're definitely the second best team um yeah they're probably gonna I, I, don't, I don't know i don't know but but i i don't um, think they're gonna yeah. beat whatever one seed they play but we'll we'll see how they do in their rematch against cloud uh, it depends because that group d is fucking terrible Who's like, in Group D? I don't actually. I don't have the groups in front of me. Right it's now. like, it's like Rampage, Fenerbahce, Hong Kong, and oh um, yeah, they could definitely. There's only three teams points. in each group, right? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Rampage, Fenerbahce, it's... and and Hong Kong Attitude. Yeah, they could they could potentially beat one of those. That's true. And it depends. We haven't seen them yet. We haven't seen those teams, um, but uh, I mean, so just to. I don't uh, think Dire Wolves are terrible. No, I don't either. Artable. So, kind of, we've seen six teams now. If we were going to power rank these right now, I think you and I might be similar, different. But I would go Lion, World Elite, Cloud Nine, Dire Wolves, Gambit One. Is that how you would rank it? Uh, I'd probably switch Cloud Nine and WE. You think Cloud Nine looked better than WE? Yeah, I mean, the competition. It's it's like it's hard it's like it's not even really relative because what I'll, what I'll you just don't know is a lot of people think might think we're crazy for being down on we but it seems like their entire game plan is just like let's hope we outscale at some point and it's like that's not a game plan you're basically saying you hope your opponents mess up yeah you're right and you know we're, we're looking forward a little bit here and talking about this but the way that groups shake out the the regular groups for worlds they're most likely going to be in tsm's group and um, so assuming that they get first in their group and blah, 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 and first in their thing, um, I think the way that it works out, they kind of have to be in C TSM's group. I would be in group B, but I, it would, you know, I, I can't do all the calculations, but Most the only two likely. groups that they can be in are B or D, and they're probably in D, yeah. And so um, initially, that TSM's group is the freest, and I was starting to think that it might be Immortals, but if World Elite are going to look this way, then TSM's group super free. I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead, but I, I think I was just trying to emphasize your point that we're pretty down on WE. Um, I was never, I, I watch a fair amount of China. Um, 
what I can when I can. So it was mostly random teams, like not the very good ones. But um, whenever I saw World Elite play, they did not look uh, they didn't look especially exceptional. And you know they they had to they had to go through the wild card region, the um, the, the gauntlet to win. Yeah, and they had to win three. Yeah, to the gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. So I would say like. Um, I would be weary if I was Cloud Nine right now because I think Lion can beat them. For example, just like as a two, as someone who is probably likely to be a two seed, like I don't think that that's a gimme mm-hmm. for Cloud Nine. And I think World, I think Team We could potentially lose to a two seed too, um, depending on who it is. Um, we'll have to see. Um, but I, I yes, I think after watching this, I don't think any of these teams are guaranteed to go through. Yeah, so looking forward to later tonight, Lion Gaming beating WE. <clears throat> I think that we all think that that's a, no, that's very possible. Mm-hmm. It's not a given. It's not a given. It's not a given that, that it's gonna that WE wins. So I think that uh, WE's on upset alert versus Lion Gaming. And I'm gonna throw one out there just for the hell of it. I think that Cloud9 could lose to Dire Wolves. Uh, yeah. And here's why. Okay. Um, by then, they'll probably be three and L chill. I could even see them bringing Ray in, yeah, uh, for the fourth game and something like something weird happening. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that those are the two games that are most likely. I think if Lion doesn't freeze like they did again, that they'll actually beat Team WE. But it depends like on what happens yeah. in the stretch because I think mechanically they were they were like far superior, like. Like legitimately, mechanically, much much better, um, especially mid lane yeah. and ADC. Um, it was just kind of they they just like didn't really understand the strength of their comp versus their opponent's comp that they could just run at their opponent and their opponents couldn't do anything, and they didn't realize that they had a Kogma that their opponents could never get to because they're only engaged with Gragas. Like if they had like really understood the core of that matchup i think they would have won easily so if they make those adjustments i actually think that they would be favored but again like that depends on coaching that depends on their players not freezing up so we'll see i would be this is why i would be high uh relatively high on um iron winning um i watched one of the post-game interviews and um from Lion and the ADC was talking about how they threw the game, mm-hmm. and that's really what happened. They threw the game against WE. Yeah. And as long as they recognize that and they know that they, you know, that they fucked up and they should have done this or that or whatever, I would say that I, I'm still pretty high on them. Too. Yeah, actually, I think that's a good point because I think if after the game they would have, if they went like, ah, oh, I guess they're just better, then I wouldn't think they have a chance because that means they don't, yeah. they don't understand their own strength or how much that they were really ahead. But the fact that they've now understood these Korean and Chinese teams are not unbeatable. Like, if you outplay them and if you keep playing well, you'll beat them. Like, they understand that now, and they, under- they understand that it was their game to lose, and they found a way to lost it, which was win- which was Team Wii's only win condition. That's right. Um, and then for Cloud9 versus Direwolves, like, I don't think Direwolves are as strong as Lion, but I, I do agree with you that if Cloud9 just, like, they-, they do, like, you know how a lot of teams play up? Cloud9 plays down a lot, and I think the fact that yeah. they'll probably already be through, and they could potentially sub in Ray, I do think that this is a chance that if Direwolves plays really well on Cloud9, it's just kind of looking ahead to the best of five that Direwolves could actually win this. I don't think on um, 
in normal circumstances, if Cloud9's playing their best and Darwell's is playing their best, Darwell's would win, but I just... Cloud9 often does... They play up and they play down, and I think they might play down. I guess what we're saying is, I actually... I'd expect a tiebreaker tonight. Um, yeah, I expect a tiebreaker between WE versus Lion, um, Leon, and um, we'll see what happens then. Thank you guys for listening to this. Um, we're going to be doing this every day. We'll probably try to keep it a little bit shorter. Um, not a bad length, it's <laughs> yeah. a half-hour show, but um, give us feedback in the comments. Let us know how crazy we are for thinking the fourth-best team at Worlds is going to lose to Mexico tonight. Um, and then um, we'll see if we're right or how wrong we are, and we'll see you again tomorrow.